I've actually got a special guest with me today, and the reason for it is recently on Instagram I asked a uh, question, uh, what are some good topics? And one of the leading ones was where to start and where to begin. So uh, without further ado, I will make a uh, quick introduction to my sister-in-law. Uh, her name is Nicole, and she's actually a certified health coach. So, um, Nikki, if you want to uh, briefly just share kind of uh, how long you've been doing it and exactly what you do as a health coach. Yeah, so um, I've been a health coach for um, probably a little over a year. Um, I got into health coaching because um, just watching family members, personally with my dad, um, who has passed now, but dealing with a lot of health issues and um, you know, everything that he's gone through um, really piqued my interest in finding out there's got to be a better way um, to heal, there's got to be a better way to get healthy besides medications and, you know, uh, kind of the Western medicine way. And so obviously those things do work, um, but I just got curious and wanted to know, you know, is there a better way to get healthy? Can we get healthy? Um, and how to do that? And really health coaching has been um, something that's benefited a lot of people that I've been able to have a privilege to help and um, watching lives turn, um, watching uh, you know weight come off, watching inflammation, joint pain removed, yeah. um, headaches no longer there and so um, it's just been awesome. Yeah, been awesome. yeah I bet it's uh, that's one thing that's rewarding especially with me sharing my journey on Instagram is being able to share my journey in the things that I've overcome but in me sharing what I've overcome, someone has connected to what I've overcome and say, hey, I, I'm going through that or I've gone through that and you've helped inspire or motivate me to overcome that. So I think that side of like the paying it forward is oh, so yeah. rewarding and so uh, impactful. And that's why I continue to uh, share uh, yeah. as much as I do. I probably overshare, sorry. Um, <laughs> but hopefully I connect with somebody out there that's going through what I'm going through. Um, I remember actually, and I'm not sure when I'm going to post it, but I um, was pop-locking in the garage today. <laughs> so why am I pop-locking? Yeah, I was breaking out those moves. And there was a reason for it. Um, I started pop-locking in middle school as a deflection. I was trying to wow. deflect away from someone looking at my weights yeah. and I wanted someone to look at what I could do. And so uh, I'm going to share that uh, coming up and I've already talked to a couple people about the deflecting side of things and they've yeah. already been like, that's completely me. So the paying it forward side of things is, uh, is powerful and impactful and um, big reason why I wanted to have um, her on here is being a health coach, she's seen a lot of folks be at a point to where they don't know what to do. Uh, I've seen a lot of messages come across Instagram where it's just, you don't know what to do. And so I think just having an open discussion about where yeah. to start, how do you begin? Uh, this isn't like a foolproof plan. We're not writing a manual or reading from a manual. This we're is just simply you. based, yeah. Okay. All right, here's your coaching session. No, we're literally speaking from, uh, I've, started myself and have gotten this far, how I started, how um, all the clients you've come across have started yeah. is all different. Uh, but I think that there are just some fundamental principles um, on how to start and how to begin the journey. And uh, we'll just kind of go into those and discuss those. So uh, what I'll do is I'll start with one, uh, an idea that I have as far as what's a good place to start. And we'll just kind of go around the table yeah. and if there's uh, at any moment that I'm talking too much, hey, can I talk, please? Um, that'd be great, because I, I ramble. Sorry, I ramble. Um, so I think the very first thing that I always talk to people about is knowing where you are. 
uh, in the sense of tracking uh, your exercise, tracking your food, knowing exactly what you're putting in your body. And recently on Instagram, I've been putting a lot of uh, posts about, okay, here's a salad. And the salad is 300 calories, both pictures. And then right below it, it says, well, now this salad is 500 calories and this mm -hmm. salad is 800 calories. The only difference is the dressing. Yeah. And you don't know you're having 300 more calories because it looks the same, yeah. but in reality, what's in the food itself is what is causing it. So kind of a big first step for me is finding a way to understand what I'm intaking, what, where my food intake is, and how it's impacting what my, I guess, goal is. Like I'm 6'3", so I can uh, handle a substantial amount of calories. Yeah. I think my weight maintenance is like 2,800 calories. Um, but if somebody were to be say five foot four, yeah. we'd be night and day. Your right. maintenance calories would probably be like 1500. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that's kind of a good first one is tracking, finding, um, an app, finding a, a, a coach, an accountability partner, someone that can kind of say, Hey, this is how many calories you can have in a day. And that is kind of like the first, okay. Like 2,800 to maintain my weight is where the number's at. So 2,800 is where I'm at. Now I've got to strategize how to get within that 2,800. So I would say that's kind of my first step is uh, tracking or finding a way to track. Yeah, and I think too, you know, one thing that I try to express to clients that I work with is, you know, and even to myself, right? There's no magic pill. Yeah. You're not going to, if there was, man, we'd be, we'd be, I'd be selling those pills. <laughs> yeah, and so um, it's not, you know, uh, I'm kind of a, a black and white person, so it's like I want to cut everything out and, you know, and yeah. start so extreme. And so I think a lot of people can relate probably with that. They want to go like really extreme. Um, but making it simple, like you said, where am I at right now? And I think um, starting is uh, learning how to look at labels and ingredient list is yeah. huge that's such a huge part of people that i work with that um they don't you know they look at the um the content like the fat amounts they'll look at mm -hmm. oh there's this many carbs or there's this many uh there's there's no sugar in this but they don't look at the actual like underneath that is an ingredient list and that's very very important because even though it can say oh it's less than one gram of sugar but you'll look at the very first ingredient list and it says beet sugar which really is like a cane sugar yeah. and so um you know if you're working with certain people whether maybe they're diabetic or you know they're trying to you know cut sugar trying to detox and they don't want to have it's just like that ingredient list is so important yeah. and it seems very simple but um a lot of people including myself until i learned um, i'd never looked at that i mean even in say a frozen bag of of berries I mean, you even have to be careful with those things. You can look yeah. at it, you have to turn that thing around and you look, oh, it's, it says organic. <laughs> we think that, oh, it says organic, that's yeah. great. But then you turn it around and it has, you know, the first, you know, in the ingredient list, cane sugar. And you're like, why did you add sugar I to I remember fruit? a couple of times like, no, it's sugar free. I'm like, yeah. no, look at the ingredients list. I don't want to look at the ingredients <laughs> list because I know you're going to find something. Yeah. I no, it's I don't know sugar why I'm free. Not losing weight. <laughs> uh, it's sugar free, and like that's almost the perfect one-two kind of start. Is know where you can go. Yeah. I, I have twenty-eight hundred calories to play with, and so how do you find out what is within twenty-eight hundred calories? Is reading the labels. Yeah. Um, you can, man. This is no sugar. Great. This is low carb. Great. This is fat-free. 
that's great, but what are the calories? And right. that's so huge because it's like, well, uh, everything I had today was sugar-free. Yes, everything was sugar-free, but had like six times the amount of fat. So right. really you were at a calorie surplus and well beyond say my 2,800, I was at 3,500 just because it said sugar-free. So yeah. I think that's a huge one too. Um, and it kind of goes into number three, I would say is um, you can look at the calories, but the content is what matters. And I've done a lot of uh, reading into kind of the, the effect of what you eat. So um, how protein affects your body, mm -hmm. how fat affects your body, how carbohydrates affect your body. And the one big thing that I've learned is a higher protein diet has seen more success because it's got a higher thermic effect, meaning your body reacts to the food that you eat. And so your body heats up a little bit more when you're having protein, say versus fat or say versus carbohydrates. There's been a couple right. articles I've read about it. So me, myself, you know, now four and a half years out, I've been able to maintain my success, I think because of a higher protein content or a higher protein uh, amount. And um, I think I said it was number three and I, I don't think I really gave it a label. So I guess give, I'll give it a label. <laughs> yeah. The value of what is in the food. So tracking, um, then from tracking, knowing what's in it and then finding the most valuable items in right. there. Nutrient um, value. Yeah. Nutrient yeah. value. So you can get something that is sugar free, but what, what, I mean, what's, what is it giving to you? And what is it giving to yeah. you by getting sugar free? And right. so I think the value in food, I've always talked about, um, you know, someone asked me for a diet plan. I don't have one or, you know, how, what's your diet look like for me? I just, I associate value to the things that I get. So if something is 15 grams of protein, 20 uh, grams of carbs and two grams of sugar versus something that is 10 grams of um, protein, 40 grams of carbs and 15 grams of sugar. Right. I'm going to focus the value based on the first option versus the second because it's got a higher protein value. Yeah, there's some carbs in there, but it's got a lower sugar. Right. So there's, there's value. And so that's where uh, I love that you said no magic pill and we yeah. want to do it right away. You can't learn that overnight. You right. can't learn what has value, what doesn't. You almost have to just take it a day, a meal, an item that you find at the store at a time yeah. and just kind of build your library. And keeping towards the outer layers of the aisle, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're hitting that produce area, I mean, thank God you don't have to check <laughs> carrots, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, broccoli It's like, oh no, it's broccoli. So, yeah. you know, I mean, if as much as you can get organic, that's, I'm a big organics. So if yeah. you're, the, you know, the more that you can afford to, um, the, the dirty, we should have pulled it up with the dirty dozen list. The dirty dozen. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one to kind of go by. That's but... naughty stuff with those dirty <laughs> dozens. They've been doing yeah. bad things, real bad <laughs> things. Um, is there, uh, I guess kind of a part of the starting, uh, would you say that there is a non-negotiable, you shouldn't be consuming this as far as someone wants to start and um, they're like, hey, can I have this, this and this, or can I have this? Is there any non-negotiables that you can think of that you're like, you know what, that there's just, I can't see a plan where you can have this and it'd be uh, nutritional or beneficial for you? Um, I would say, I, would, I guess I'm gonna kind of reverse that and say, okay there's one thing that you can't go without and that would be like water. So yeah. hydration is super huge and it's so underrated. Um, I feel like, you know, you, a lot of, I, I work with a lot of clients that actually um, hate water and that's weird to me cause I love, yeah. Hate it. I can't. Mm -mm. <laughs> I love water. Like where's my, yeah. 
my water here. Like, For real, I, I haven't seen water in a couple hours, okay? I need to, whew. Yeah, I love water. And so, um, but I work with a lot of people who really, they like, it's really hard for them. Like they, they're like, I have to drink how much water? And, and uh, you know, so helping to like infuse water is really yeah. good, but um, you know, you just can't replace it. And so especially for like, say coffee drinkers, um, coffee's very dehydrating, it's acidic. And so when we're drinking even, that's probably one of the first things we drink in the morning. Um, and then so we're already kind of depleted, already first thing off the uh, top of the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, we then we're drinking soda or we're drinking, um, you know, whatever it is that you're that you're drinking. And if it's not solid water, um, besides maybe diffusing it with some fruit or lemon or whatever, um, you know, is a big deal. Yeah, water's tough for me, and uh, I, I will raise my hand again that water's real tough. That's yeah. one thing to where I I need something in my water to kind of convince me to drink it. And really, I've kind of come to the understanding now in this journey is that water is essentially the oil for an engine. Yes. It, it keeps it going, it keeps everything moving. If you're trying to lose weight and process that fat out and process, say, the lean muscle in or the appropriate foods in, you've got to give it a flush system. Right. You've got to give it, I guess, uh, oil for the engine uh, to and do it. And so that's detoxify, you yeah. know, too. I mean, it's a big, I mean, sweating. Uh, but also, you know, drinking water and eliminating. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge detoxifier. Um, also, I mean, people with headaches or chronic headaches, that's a big deal. Um, hunger, like a lot of people, um, when you experience hunger, typically it's more that you're actually dehydrated or thirsty rather than hungry. Yeah. So it actually helps when you're... I do have noticed that, that yeah. when I have a higher intake of hydration throughout the day, I'm less hungry right. because I'm looking or I'm yearning for something and sometimes I'll just go get something to drink or something that I want to enjoy right. and uh, that, that changes things. So I, I think water's huge. Non-negotiables, I gotta be honest. And um, if you do drink soda, uh, don't leave me and don't uh, unsubscribe. <laughs> I've already lost 10. No, um, but soda, just for me, there's no nutritional value in soda. And the actual um, sugar content in just a small can yeah. is unreal. Like a Coca-Cola can. Uh, I just dropped a Coca-Cola name. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't. Oh, man. There goes the sponsorship. Um but Coca-Cola, there's just no nutritional value. There, yeah. There's so much sugar condensed in such a amount, uh, small can. And imagine you drinking that one can of soda on top of drinking a Starbucks beverage, mm -hmm. and then you go and you have maybe a donut or a pastry, or then you know, then you go off and you have maybe a sandwich, which uh, bread will convert to sugar. I mean, you're looking at large amounts of sugar throughout your whole diet. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. That's a huge intake, and so. I think that's a good fourth uh, tip is watch the sugar. Um, yeah. Sugar's huge. So, I mean, you're starting off, okay, I can have, and your personal number is going to be different. I can have, let's start with 2,000, the universal. I can have 2,000 calories. Okay, so you know where you're at, you're tracking. And then you're going into it, okay, so what's actually in the food that I'm tracking? What What's the content? What's the label say? And then after you look at the label, now you're looking at the value of, of what you're intaking, okay? I'm reading the label, and it's got this many calories, this many carbs, this many protein, but what's the value? I want a higher value in protein versus something that is rich in sugar or rich in carbohydrates. Right. Carbohydrates aren't bad. They're not the enemy. But um, especially when you're looking to lose weights, uh, a lower carb diet has seen so much success. And uh, you can do any diet. Uh, really, 
uh, I've seen Whole30, Paleo, Keto, all these different ways of losing weight be successful. And it's simply by knowing what's in your food and what you're intaking. And I think kind of the, the fourth good topical point is watch your sugar intake. Mm -hmm. And I was mentioning something on a, a prior video where um, uh, Raquel and I, my wife and I, were at, uh, or we stepped off of our plan during the holidays mm -hmm. and we just went in, like <laughs> dive in, we dove into Most whatever and yeah, everything, <laughs> yeah. we dove in. And so I remember going to Costco after that week and doing the typical shopping and for some reason we were drawn to these donuts. Like I've never been drawn before. I'm like, I'm not, I'm never drawn to donuts. Like yeah. why am I drawn to it? And I realized that I have the taste of it because yeah. of such a high intake of sugar. I now had the taste for it. And uh, one thing that I've really noticed is that sugar is very addictive. Sugar is very come back for more. Right. And so I'm looking at these donuts. I'm like, this is crazy. And I noticed that as time went on, I less and less was drawn to higher sugary stuff because yeah. I was cycling out or detoxing really out of good. that. That's and really so good. as I gave time to detox myself out, I wasn't really pushed towards it. So, you know, someone talks about, I, I want to start, but I have a really difficult time giving up the hard stuff. The bottom line is you're going to have to separate yourself from Absolutely. the sugary stuff yeah. because you're going to have to get your taste buds to not have the yearning for that. And yeah. that's going to be tough. That's part of the sacrifice and the determination. And, and that's one thing that you're going to have yeah. to, that you're going to have to push through. Like you're saying, you have to push through that. I actually am working with somebody right now. She's doing like a detox, which means uh, she's basically eating very clean. So she's eating very clean protein, she's eating low carbohydrate, she's eating you know, vegetables, uh, low glycemic fruits, um, cutting out caffeine and, and reducing all sugar um, besides you know, the natural sugars and fruit, but even the fruit options that, she's, that we've put for her is low. Uh, it won't increase the glycemic levels. Yeah. And so she's already experiencing the headache you know oh, yeah. and so it's hard you know you your body and it, and it says something it should tell us something yeah. that when we're consume that and then we um when we remove it and our bodies are like i feel like crap you yeah. know like i have a massive headache or i'm so fatigued i'm so tired our bodies are telling us something yeah. and it's like man when you cut out let's say you know brussels sprouts or yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. if you cut out chicken or you cut out whatever it's like you don't really get a side effect of that and so there is an addictive property uh, yeah. and so there is something that your body um and there is a study i don't know the percentage percentages of it but yeah. it does talk about um uh, sugar and cocaine affect the oh same, yeah i've heard of that one yeah I've heard they of that affect word, the, the same parts of the brain yeah um stimulate the same parts of the brain it's so, interesting that uh, i like the the line that you said how if you're on a high sugary higher processed foods this and that and you go through kind of that moment where you're switching over to like a clean eating right. you go through like this difficulty detoxing shaky, like shaking <laughs> but then if you were to have say brussels sprouts and and do this and then move over to say the sugary or processed stuff you're not really going through a, a bad detox you're almost feeling crappier yeah. because now you're putting stuff in your body that isn't new providing nutrition Absolutely. for you and um kind of a good point to all that is your body is and i think you've said it a couple times your body's a natural detoxifier yeah and i've recently i put something up on instagram and it was a uh, a clown meme about a detox tea is the key to losing weight and you know there are ingredients inside the detox tea you know we talk about um the like fat burners and, and all these industry things that they put out there, take this fat burner, lose weight. 
the actual marketing of it is wrong, but there are some things in those, like say green tea. Green tea has shown some proven uh, benefits for energy and for fat loss. There are some things in those things, but your body is a natural detoxifier. Right. You just have to give it the right amount of nutritional content um, in order for it to naturally detoxify yourself. So when we talked about water, yeah. we talked about limiting, uh, limiting sugar. I mean, these are all part of how do I start? I want to lose weight. How do I start? Increase your water intake, yeah. flush out that stuff, let your body naturally detox and then eliminate the, or limit the sugar. Because if, if sugar has that same principle or attributes of cocaine, you're going to be drawn to stuff that is higher processed candies, all the sugary stuff that is going to end up um, setting you back. Yeah. I and can't, you, you're going to want to curb, you want curb that appetite because yeah. You know, oh, when yeah. you're not feeling well and you got a headache or you're so drained and fatigued or you're not feeling well, you want to feed that, you know? And so it is hard, but I think in getting started, staying committed, and, and this is what I tell people too, and it, and it worked for myself, was even for um, two weeks eating clean, right? Like yeah. not sabotaging yourself at all, really going in and just being like, I'm dedicating this two weeks. What, you, what I tend to find, at least for myself and some other people have experienced it too, is um, your taste buds change. Mm -hmm. So you allow yourself to detox from those things that you have, you know, whether it's processed foods, refined sugars, those types of things, fast food, things we know now that are not great for us, but yeah. they're convenient, right? They're convenient. And so um, I think give yourself that two weeks. I feel like it's about a two week mark yeah. and you'll begin to start tasting things like you'll taste, uh, in my own experience, I tasted an avocado. I was like, oh my gosh, like, my taste buds had changed yeah. and almost like my body had detoxified to a point where there was stuff I never tasted. It, an avocado yeah. didn't taste like that before or a tomato or there's just different things that I could pick up in my yeah. palate. And so it gives you an opportunity to kind of get like adventurous yeah. with your diet. And that's, that's a really good point as far as that the two weeks, you know, we always talk about, I want to lose 50 pounds. We set a big goal. I want to lose 50. That's one of the good things to start. And I think a good point to, to say is don't set such a big goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds. Say, I want to lose five pounds this month. Yeah. And, um, it, you talk about two weeks of kind of letting your taste buds change. Um, you know, focus on the fact that it's going to be about two weeks for things to start oh, yeah. turning around. Easy. So instead of you saying, Oh, I'm going to be on this thing for a year, or it's going to take this long, focus on those small goals and allow those small things to add up for me, exercise wise. I started just by walking and walking was so instrumental yeah. in building a habit that now when I go to the gym or I have the garage gym, I'm used to it because I started somewhere small and I built from there. And so, you know, to kind of recap, tracking your calories, um, reading the food label, uh, you know, limiting, uh, eliminating the, the higher sugar intake, having a, a good uh, amount of water to flush everything out. And I think kind of the last point we can kind of both speak to it and wrap this up. Um, if you're still here with us, 25, 26 minutes in, you're the true fans. Um, <laughs> but hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this is good information. Uh, I think we're going to have more topics like this in the future and potentially a podcast. Um, but I, I think the last one to kind of both speak about is patience. Um, everyone looks at my before and after and says, wow, what a transformation. I want that now. But when you look at my photos, a lot of those are a four and a half year, two yeah. and a half, three year before and after. Yeah. And so you look at, wow, he went from here to here and it just happened in a moment because of the picture, just because you see it in a moment in a picture doesn't mean it didn't take a long time. And for yeah. me, you know, going from my top weight to my, um, 
kind of maintenance wait is two and a half years. I'm still doing things that I haven't been able to do before now, and it's now four and a half years out. So there's some things that I wouldn't be able to do a year ago or two years ago that I'm just able to do now, and that's four and a half years. So while we're saying, oh, it's taking so long, the patience factor is so huge in saying, if I'm gonna take care of myself for the rest of my life, what is this one month, one year? Yeah. What is this 18 months gonna really matter if I'm doing this for the rest of my life and I develop a plan that lasts for the rest of my life and not just six weeks? Like, oh, I'm gonna go on a 12-week transformation. Okay, well, what, what's after the 12 weeks? Yeah. You, you don't want to sit and get through the patient side because you just want the 12 weeks. Well, what's beyond the 12 weeks? Right. And I think that's been, so um, I think that's the only last point if you want to share, touch on the kind of the patience uh, side of it and we'll, we'll get this thing wrapped up. Yeah, you know, that's key. Patience is so huge. Uh, we're always in it. I mean, we're a very quick fix it, put it in the microwave, it's warmed up now. You know, right. we're, I mean, we're ready, right? It's like, that's the kind of the culture we live in right now. Um, but I think, um, one of the things that I actually learned from you and Raquel, which is really cool, is being able to watch your journey and yeah. your process. I know that it didn't happen overnight. Um, even the simple walking, um, you know, a lot of us want to go to the gym and hit it hardcore, right? Yeah. Do all these hit workouts, go in hard. Um, and then you're so sore that you can't even manage to get up the next day. Yeah. And so I guess don't despise the beginning. Yes, the beginning oh, that's so is, good. The beginning is so important and it's amazing. So don't despise it or don't, um, you know, don't be such in a rush to get to the end. There's a process yeah. that has to take place. Um, I work with uh, one client, for example, was he was just killing it. I mean, his weight loss was just like back to back to back. I mean, just losing it so like so amazingly. And he was just sticking to the program so beautifully. Yeah. Um, but then you'll hit stalls and you hit that stall and it's That's like, yeah. it is so hard and it's like, you want to give up. You want to say, Oh my gosh, I worked all so hard. I worked yeah. all this time to do this. And now I'm at a stall. And I remember sitting with him and his wife and we began to talk about that. And I say, obviously it's natural. We all hit stalls. We all hit plateaus. Um, but we be in, in conversation with them. I, they were telling me about the day that they had before the, the day before they're yeah. like, Oh yeah, the day yesterday we, you know, we, we were up in the morning, we did a little workout, and then we're like, hey, let's go do the yard work. And so they end up go, going and do the yard work in the front yard. Then he tells me, oh, you know what? We actually, let's let's go hit the backyard. Let's go, let's go get that done. So they go hit the backyard, they end up going to Home Depot after that. They pick up some items to start building some kind of fire pit in the backyard. And it was like an all day project. Ooh. Then after that, they go take a shower, get dressed, go to worship team practice. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of that, I had to stop them. And I said, when's the last time that you did the yard work? And they both kind of like sat back in their seat. Yeah. And he was like, and she said, you know what? Do you remember the last time you did yard work? Um, you had to stop halfway on the yard yeah. and leave the lawnmower there and go back and sit down and rest because your body couldn't take to finish the wow. job. Yeah. And so it was so awesome to sit at that moment and with them and say, yeah, you've lost all this weight and you hit a plateau, but three months ago you weren't able to do that. Yeah. And so it's paying attention to not just the scale, you That's know, good. weight is really, really, really important good. that you lose the weight. Obviously that is a huge benefit to yeah. changing your lifestyle and it's, you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to, you know, you're improving your, your health, extending your future. Right. 
uh, or life. Um, but to pay attention to the NSVs, right? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. non-scale victories. And that was a victory for him, you yeah. know, and he's, you know, he's into going into coming into his sixties, you know, and he's rejuvenating his life again. Wow. And so it's like, when you hit those plateaus, remember, kind of take, take, um, account of where you're at and journaling is really important yeah. too, you know, and tracking those things. Um, but being patient with yourself and, um, write down the journey so that you remember yeah. where I started to where you are today because it can get easy to lose focus. Yeah. And when at. you say like, when we talk about the word, keep going, those non-scale victories, that moment in the garage, uh, in the backyard, that's a moment to where if he's hit a stall, a stall or plateau and he's having to be patient now him focusing on the fact that he's able to do more than he wasn't able to do before. That's going to help him keep going. Yes. That's going to help them say, okay, I am, uh, making progress. So I'm going to continue to go. So that, I think that's a huge kind of final step or final tip is, um, especially on the journey, it's going to be long, it's going to be tough, but focus on something besides the scale to see victory and yeah. find something away from the scale. That's going to give you joy, uh, a not find a reward or a, a treat for yourself away from food. Uh, if that's workouts, uh, outfits, if that's r recognizing that you're able to do more than you couldn't do before, that's really, really huge yeah. that will allow you to keep going. I want to lose weight. Where do I start? We've gone over all those t yeah. tips on where to start. The biggest part of that is let it be the start and it not be a start again. Be, uh, it's something to where you start it and you're just into it. And you're, I, I haven't started again since I started four and a half years ago. I've simply learned and I've um, pivoted directions as stuff has come in my life and things have moved. So um, I wanna thank you guys for watching this video. Um, thank you for coming on thank and sharing. You. Hopefully you'll come back and share. <laughs> if you liked this video, uh, leave a comment down below. Uh, let us know if um, this format is what you like or more of a podcast and uh, would love to uh, hear your feedback. Again, thank you so much for watching this video and um, we'll see you on the next one. Take care.